Hey, Dream Builders, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Today, I have Sarah Mack, who is a six-figure money and business mentor for creatives. She works with coaches, healers, and artist entrepreneurs who are ready for six-figure years, more freedom, and fun in life and business. She supports creatives to sell high-ticket coaching offers and digital courses and attract dream clients on repeat by sharing their authentic story online. Originally from the UK, Sarah now lives in New York. She's also a singer, songwriter, rapper, video artist, and host of the Creative Magic Club podcast. I can't wait for you guys to meet Sarah right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high-achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi, Amy. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm so excited to hear more about your story and all the juicy things that you're here to share. So tell us, um, you know, I was looking over your bio and kind of some of the things you've done, and you've been like all over the world. You've done incredible things. Uh, But what I really want to know is, like, how does somebody become a money and business mentor for creative entrepreneurs? Obviously, that's not what you went to university for. Like, you know, that's not something that we we major in. Tell us that juicy story about how you got from there to here. Yeah, that's a good story. Um, Because I didn't even know what the coaching industry was like the year before I got into this. So I... My background was in like theater and dance and drama and film. And I was working on film crews for eight years and I did my master's in film studies. And I would, I would like study in the winter in Montreal for my master's. Then I would fly to Vancouver in Canada and work like all summer long on film crews and just take every job that I could. So I had enough money to continue studying. And that led to a burnout slash like Saturn's return slash spiritual awakening slash like just emotional health crisis and I knew that I couldn't continue working in the film industry because it was like 18 hour camera days like driving trucks lifting heavy gear like I physically just wasn't able to do it and I knew that it wasn't going to be I was looking at the heads of departments for you know all the different departments I worked in and I was like I don't want any of these jobs Um, And I just didn't see it as being something that would be creatively fulfilling for me. And, um, and, you know, film crews are like 90% men. And I was just kind of sick of being treated as like, you know, like the cute girl on set and just like not being respected for my ideas. And I was like, I just really want to have more fulfillment. I want to be able to travel more. Um, And so I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to have an online business, but I thought I would have to like retrain. I thought I had no skills. It was gonna take a really long time. And then my friend invited me out to help her on her business in Bali and help her with some like social media video editing and content. And that's where I discovered, I was helping her with her website and she was like, oh, you're really good at copywriting. And I was like, what's copywriting? And then she introduced me to 
some writers who were out there like living the digital nomad dream. And that's when I realized like, oh, I have the skill of being able to write and there's lots of people that I can help with this skill. And I sort of discovered that, you know, I had a monetizable skill that would allow me to make my dream come true and have a location independent business. So I was like still recovering from burnout. I literally like went to India where the hotels were like $5 a night and I was meditating and just really, you know, studying, trying to figure out how to recover my, my physical health um, while building, starting to build um, clients as, um, first of all, I started as an editor, then I got into copywriting. And that's when I started attracting a lot of coaches as clients and people would send me websites of you know people that they aspired to be like and so I discovered all these incredible women with really amazing businesses and I saw that you know I had so many different types of clients and I saw that you really can create a business out of any single thing that you're passionate about and just put up a website and you know if you have a passion for it for sure there's other people who have that as well and that really inspired me and I ended up in a coaching program and that's where I learned about money mindset and it just completely changed my life. I think as somebody who is a creative, I've always been very driven by passion and fun. And um, money was never like super high priority for me, even though I always wanted to have wealth and abundance and freedom. And, and that's always been a desire for me. Um, but I had I was terrible at money managing money. I was very avoidant, very disorganized, very in debt. Um, you know, always out of money, however much I spent, always spending it. And, um, you know, really having to like be creative to create opportunities for myself, which I've always been really good at because I haven't had that much money. And it got to the point where I was like, my life is great. I love my work. I love my life. I love, you know, like all the opportunities that are available to me, um, being able to travel. And I really saw that money was the one thing that was really holding me back. Um, and so I decided to, you know, pay attention to that relationship and start to apply principles of money mindset and look at really what was going on in my own self-identity, my habits, my um, belief in myself, you know, my feelings of worthiness or unworthiness around receiving money for the, the things that I wanted to do, particularly around creative work. Um, and I did a lot of that work and my income doubled two years in a row. I started my own copywriting agency. I went from, so I replaced my income in film through copywriting. Then I started my agency that I doubled that. And then, and then I was like, oh, I, I need to add money mindset to what I'm doing. I need to coach more women on this because it's so powerful and so important. And then I created my coaching business and then I got to six figures the next year. So um, yeah, it was really just, I discovered these tools, applied them, they completely transformed my life. And, and I was seeing that, you know, I could help people write strategically the most perfect copy, but if there was some money mindset blocks there, then you wouldn't be selling, you wouldn't be promoting, you wouldn't follow through and actually enroll clients into your offers. And so I saw that those two pieces were really integral for any woman in business who, you know, wants to share her creative talents and make money doing it. It's so true what you said too, like about, you know, um, you can write the best copy, but if you have blocks around it, you know, just your energy is going to be clawing away at the effectiveness of that. And some of, you know, the, the best copy can fall flat because the person's like, oh, but what if they think this? Or what if they don't 
you know, what if they think this about me or what if nobody likes it? And it's like, and that's why it's really important to do the work, like you said, with, with money mindset, because you can invest in the most incredible programs, the most incredible mentors and, you know, service providers and have the best funnels and all the best, you know, all that stuff. But at the same time, if you don't believe in it and you don't feel worthy of having that kind of success, then then that's really all going to be for nothing. And so it's really important that they get with somebody like you early on to get rid of that stuff, because, you know, I, and I think we we see this right now, too, um, you know, in the coaching industry, there's kind of this reclamation that's going on where people are really like, I spent all this money on coaching And it didn't get me what I thought it was going to get me. And unfortunately, as is the way, a lot of that's getting projected out onto the coaches, right? And some of it, there's definitely some crappy coaches out there. I'll give them that. Uh, But not anywhere near the level that they're looking for, you know, this, this witch hunt that's going on right now. And it's because when people have bad energy hygiene, and bad mindset around money and around receiving specifically, it doesn't matter how good the coach is, they could be the best coach in the land and it's not going to permeate, right? So I love that you said that because we see that all over the place and we're seeing it play out right now and it's going to be, you know, and um, just to kind of piggyback on this a little bit, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was one of the first people to pop up the AI pictures, right? And, you know, it was fun and it was exciting. And within a couple of days, the duality shows up and it's, well, this is stealing from artists and they're going to get all your information. And it was this whole thing. And, and people are very afraid now, especially with chatbots and things like that, that these, you know, artificial intelligences are going to take over the vocational space. But what's interesting is that people like me and people like you, where what we do is so rooted in our personal energy, we will never be made obsolete. People will always need energy hygiene. And so I just think it's really brilliant. You know, you, you, you illustrated so beautifully why this work is necessary. And it may not be like the fun thing that has all the courses with, you know, the fun worksheets and whatever, or the, you know, you may not get a certification at the end, but this is the groundwork, right? This is the foundational cleanup that needs to happen in order for you to get to the next level. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think it's so important to reiterate that. And that's why I really do believe this is like the single most important part of the work because you can spend so much energy hustling away and taking action and, you know, doing all the right things and showing up. But if you're unconsciously resisting succeeding at it, you know, and I've seen this with myself all the time, right? It's like money anxiety is just a habit. Like we inherit it. Like that our culture is not healthy in our relationship with money we have so many cultural like baggage and negative stories that we project onto money that we inherited from our parents who you know lived with parents who lived through wars and scarcity and like all of that stuff is real and we inherit it you know emotionally that is a part of us like I have dreams of running out of food and I realized that that what I inherited from my grandmother who used to tell us stories all the time like she was German she lived through the war and she would tell us how she, you know, all they had to eat was like crusts of bread. And she would always be like, you need to clear your plate. And she had this like real drive and a fear that food was going to run out because that was her reality. And I've inherited that. 
And so money anxiety is an emotional pattern that I've had to work to really, you know, I constantly have had to train and retrain and continue to be mindful to not allow that emotional pattern to cloud my reality. And when it does, you know, if like a, a trigger comes up with money, because this is something we're in relationship with every single day, right? Every single day, your relationship with money is affecting you because that's the world that we live in. So, you know, something comes up or like an unexpected bill or, you know, a payment doesn't go through and the trigger comes up, it triggers that, that old ancestral money anxiety. And if I allow myself to get caught up in that, and I'm in the fear and I'm in the fear stories and I'm not using my tools, it's like the blinders come on and I can no longer see the availability, the possibility and the opportunity to create abundance, which is always available to us. And then as soon as I plug back into my work and I'm like, oh no, I forgot. I remember I'm not available for money anxiety. I do not need this. This is not necessary for me to survive and thrive in this world that I live in right now plug back into abundance is always available. I get to feel the emotions that that is true. I get to refocus on that story. It's like the blinders suddenly come open and then I'll like log into my inbox and there was like requests for people who want to work with me or like, you know, like, you know, checks that came in that I just like didn't see because I was like in the, the money anxiety rabbit hole. So it's like, unless we're doing that reconditioning work that we've inherited generations that, you know, 90% of our thoughts repeat thoughts from the day before, from the year before, from our parents, from like the generation before, if we're not doing that work, then we're just not able to see the opportunities and the possibilities that are always right in front of us. And I'd be anxious to see what your human design looks like too, because I wonder what's going on in your spleen. If you are a person who has really deep intuition, and I think you probably do, then it may be also that your body says, hey, we have a message for you from source. And you're like, you know, you're automatically conditioned to throw that toward the fear side of like, it means that something bad is happening. It means that the sky is falling and your intuition's like, no, I just wanted to tell you it'd be a great idea to send an email to your list, but go ahead and freak out like over there. Because I know for me, I have a closed spleen. And so my intuition is constantly going off. And because of what I've been through and because of the trauma and the triggers that I have, you know, it automatically is like, I know it means that it's a crisis. And it's like, no, it doesn't. And so rewiring that also and understanding that, you know, those things are teachers for us. Like sometimes, you know, the reason why we have certain reactions is because we've got to learn to X, Y, Z anyway, you know what I mean? Um, and something you just brought up that I thought was really powerful. You talked about, you know, culturally we have these blocks and what I've come to learn through my research and my work with clients is the biggest one that most people don't even really think about is that crab in the bucket mentality. The idea of like some, like we are so afraid to succeed publicly because we will be destroyed. There is a tipping point where you go from, oh, look at you and all this stuff you did. That's so great. Oh my gosh, you're trying to take everything. And it happens so quickly and we don't know where that threshold is. And so a lot of people stay small because they're so like, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, if you know that you're going to be good at something, that means you're a know-it-all, right? Well, oh, you're so sure. How come you're so sure, right? Like if you ask for things. Who are you to ask? Like there's so much animosity around other people succeeding 
that's like, and it's, it's built into everything in society. It's built into like, you were talking about movies, right? Like the bad guy always is very handsome or beautiful. She's always got tons of money. There's nothing that equates villainy with money, but we have been so conditioned to believe that those two things go hand in hand when that's just simply not the case. And so I, I just, I, I give you so much credit and so much kudos for this work that you're doing because it is genuinely the work of the angels. Like you are supporting people in a way that is that is going to help them support others, right? It's like those Matryoshka dolls, you know, like from my my family is um, from, you know, the Ukraine way, way back. And we have those, you know, the dolls that nest inside each other. Um, it's like constantly pushing it forward and creating more and more and more abundance for everyone else. Be, and, and you're kind of like, you know, the catalyst for that. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's um, it's a responsibility. And more than that, when it's a desire, you know, I really believe that our desires are just like, you know, the pot, the bees pick up the pollen from the flower and they, they, they don't, they're not like, oh, I shouldn't pick up the pollen. You know, it's like every desire that comes through us is there for a reason and it's building, it's supporting our ecosystem. And actually, you know, yeah, like the bee can go through a storm or you know dangers that it has to navigate on its on its little buzzy journey but ultimately we're supported you know like when we surrender to our desires and we say yes to that like they're there for a reason they're meant for us and you know I always say we either have the discomfort of denying our desires or we have the discomfort of going for our desires you know and it's like you really get to pick like neither are comfortable like it's not comfortable to stay small and to stay safe right that's not comfortable like we feel like we're denying ourselves we feel like we're wasting our life and our potential like that's not comfortable and yeah going for our desires is freaking uncomfortable as well like it's all the transformational work and like the emotional purging and like coming up against conflict and judgment and you know all of those things that we're afraid of but like which one do you want like the one where you feel like you're living out your potential and there's so much abundance and connection and just ability to be alive and connect to others and support others and really make a difference you know that's really the potential that's available when we surrender to that and you make a really good point like to somebody who's not used to feeling abundant and feeling good and feeling fulfilled that feels uncomfortable it feels uncomfortable to feel good when you're not used to feeling good mm-hmm. and having to push through and like, okay, let me give myself another 30 seconds of this feeling. And then I'll go back to my, you know, base level. And then next time putting on two minutes and having to build up tolerance for high vibration. You'd never think that was a thing, but it's so true because that's how deeply we've been conditioned to rely on systems to rely on, you know, I mean, I I do a lot of work in um, the levels of consciousness, right? And so when we talk about, you know, to me consciousness, it's happening to me, like it's the victimhood, you know, and, and a lot of people that, that I work with and probably that you work with too. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to make this assumption are in the by me consciousness. If it's going to happen, I have to do it. I am not supported in any way. I have to work myself, you know, candle on both ends and it's really getting people to that third level, that through me, right? Like I, I am a conduit for money. I am a conduit for, for abundance. And I am part of a system 
let, you know, instead of like, oh, there's money in my account. And when it's gone, it's gone. It's like, no, it's a flow. It's currency. So that being said, I want to make sure I give these guys something juicy before we let you go. Um, tell us one like money hygiene, one tip that everybody could take home with them today. Just one thing they could do differently that will help them start really, um, you know, their journey towards um, healing their relationship with money. Um, first of all, I love that you call it money hygiene because that's what I call it. And it's like brushing your teeth. And I think it's such a useful analogy to be like, you don't brush your teeth on Monday and then hope to not have stinky breath on Friday. It's like, do we love brushing our teeth? Like, no, it gives me like the chills. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, but we just get used to it. The habit that we integrate because this is who I am. I'm somebody who has clean breath and I enjoy all the benefits of having nice breath like the majority of my week right like I have friends people want to have dinner with me I don't feel self-conscious when I'm like having a one-on-one conversation with somebody garlic is too good to pass up (laughs) yeah so same thing with your money if you have money stress if you have money anxiety if you're not making the money that you want do some cleanup do a little bit every day right just like actually write down like what are the thoughts that I'm thinking about money right now get them out get the flask, get the bits out and be objective about them. And then be like, okay, cool. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm constantly redigesting every single day. So is it a surprise that my money results are what they are? No. So let's change the story. Just pick a better story, right? Like it can be one or two or three or five, just like write down a few beliefs that you are regurgitating internally, get that objectivity, put it down on paper, And then just be like, okay, cool. If I was to hit the magic button and have the money reality or the story that I really wish was true for me, like what would that story be? And just start to nudge your brain and your focus. It's like your GPS, right? Like imagine your brain is a Google search engine, whatever you put into it, it's going to start to do the work to bring you whatever it is you need to, you know, meet that objective. So put your put those stories in your gps and that really that just like hey brain let's focus on like what would it look like to feel relaxed around money what would it look like to feel fulfilled in the way that i'm making money what would it look like to um to have a peaceful abundant relationship with money and just start to focus on that possibility and then your brain will will start to point you in directions that will make that a reality for you Good old reticular activating system saves the day. I love it. Um, So you have a fun little um, freebie workshop that you wanted to tell us about, right? Yeah, so I created a really awesome free series called the Creative Cashflow Accelerator free series. And it's three trainings. And it's really just like, let's get our rubber gloves on. Let's come together. And like, yeah, this work can like not feel good but it's so fun when we do it together and it's so fun to have support with it and I share some really 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 quick powerful processes that are going to create some instant shifts for you and just to start to let go of some of that gunk that we carry around in our relationship with money to and then to really set you on course to receiving the money that is available to you in the ways that you really are excited to receive it and that will be fun for you to create it. So I would love to to see you all in there and, and to check that out and to let me know like what comes up for you, what insights, shifts and breakthroughs happen for you when you go through the training series. 
And if you guys want to stalk her, this is her website. So you can find out all the juicy things that she's done. She's got her bio on there. So you can see all the fantastic things, guys. She's a rapper. So you'll have to ask her about that when you chat with her yourself. And of course, then if you want to follow her on social, you can go right here. So any last words for us, Sarah, today before we let you go? Just that you deserve to be wildly abundant not just in money, but in fun and freedom, emotional freedom, creative freedom, and it's all available to you. And we get to create that together and we get to have so much fun doing it. So well said. Thank you so much for being here today, Sarah. Sarah Mack, who is a money and business mentor for creative entrepreneurs. You guys message her, talk to her. She has incredible energy. She's super fun. Um, Go sign up for her free workshop and you won't be sorry. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Absolutely. And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and of course, may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder. Are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.